she has a past and a story. She's been through a lot and has a lot to say. She is tired of being in a cage. She notices the doors open and is finally ready to break free. Join me, Karina Garcia, as I share the different things that may hold you captive to an enslaved mindset where you were really never meant to stay and you were really never meant to be in. Life is hard. Choices do have consequences, both good and bad. But love is real, and it's true. Jesus Christ always provides a way out. Hola, and welcome to She Breaks Free and She Believes podcast. I'm your host, Karina Garcia. Have you ever experienced being around a person or people who intimidate you? Whether they make you feel less than, or like no matter how hard you try, you will never be seen as an equal or as good enough in their eyes? Or worse, you put yourself out there, you're vulnerable, you share your story, you're transparent, and not even that will help them see you. In today's episode, we will open the cage door to why intimidation happens and how we can break free from it and actually turn it into inspiration. Hey guys, so today we're talking about intimidation. Intimidation, when I think of that word, I don't know if you remember that scene in the Sandlot. Yeah, I think it was the Sandlot. No, 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 I'm kidding. It was in Little Giants where the kids are playing peewee football and, you know, they're they're losing badly and they're trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, one of the kids comes up to the others and they get like those Alka-Seltzer tablets and they're like, let's use these. And they're like, what are we doing this for? Like, I don't have ingestion. They're like, intimidation. I remember that scene so well and then they get in line and then they're all foaming in the mouth and the rest of the other team gets so distracted by the foam that they're able to pull their play off and score a touchdown. That was hilarious. I still remember that. That's so, so cute. But when you think of intimidation, it's usually not in that cute context of, oh, that's cute. You know, you know, let's intimidate somebody. I think intimidation for me, at least, has been in my life as people who I've looked up to. For one reason or another, whether that's because there were my superiors, my leaders, people I worked with, mentors, you know, there was something about them that made me pay attention, that made me notice them, you know, that made me realize there was a lesson I could learn from them and their behavior and their characteristics and how they treated people and how they did their job. And I remember I had a couple of situations in different jobs where I worked with people that were pretty intimidating. And intimidating, not necessarily in a good way. They weren't doing it maliciously because I honestly doubt that these individuals woke up and would say, okay, today I am going to be little people. I'm going to make people feel horrible. And I'm just going to make people's days the worst day ever because that is my goal in life. I doubt that completely. I honestly think that intimidation is in the eyes of the beholder. And that's not a saying. I know they're just saying similar to that, but honestly follow me i think if you're intimidated by somebody you're the one who's intimidated you're the one who decides that something about them is making you feel possibly like you're less than whether that's because you're comparing yourself to them or because you feel that they should be leading you when they're doing a poor job of it but still consider intimidation so in the examples that i have i remember once there was a a person who intimidated me because he was very strong-willed and he'd walk into a room and he'd demand attention. He didn't seem to be very openly friendly, 
He was not rude. He never turned his back. He never said, move, get out of the way. But he would smile like out of courtesy. You know, you raise to smile and be polite and nod your head and say good morning, good afternoon, good evening. But other than that, I never felt like he was somebody that I could have a friendly conversation with. But then again, did I ever try to have a friendly conversation with him? Probably not. The few times that I did encounter him, it was in the format of a serious meeting, something serious was going on because he was only in that room when it was something big, a huge change, or it involved him at the level that he was, which is a very high level leader. So I remember seeing him and thinking, okay, he's in the position for a reason. He's very smart. He knows what he's doing, but does he know how to lead? Because I don't feel like I could go up to him. Again, this is my perspective. Fast forward to a different job, a different role where I found somebody else that I thought was intimidating, but because I had an encounter with this individual and this individual did make me feel less than, you know, they made me feel like I, I was just in my position and there was a limited amount of things I could do because of my title and that's all I was good at and I would do the best at what I was good at and nothing beyond that, nothing further. I would never be at their level because of my title. And that rubbed me the wrong way because I've never really been one to focus so much on people's titles. Yes, you earn your title and yes, sometimes titles do cause other people to respect you a little bit more or not even respect you, but see you in a, in a sense of authority. So I remember that this individual and I had a situation happen and it escalated quickly and I left crying and I questioned going back and had to get that situated. We had a mediator. It turned into a whole thing. But I remember, you know, as I would complain and wonder if I should look for another job and what I was doing, I remember I prayed. I remember I prayed and I asked God why this individual was the way they were. You know, I had seen this person with their family. I had seen them encounter other people. They weren't completely cold-hearted. I mean, again, they weren't waking up every day wishing ill against the world. So I knew there had to be more. There had to be a reason why they acted the way they did, why they were treating certain people with certain titles the way they did. And although it was hard, although every day, like I said, I would question going to work, when I gave myself the time to reflect and pray, it was a different perspective completely because I stopped looking at it from the perspective of how they made me feel. And I had a question to answer. So in my prayer, I remember every day I'd get there and I'd park and I pray, okay, God, I pray that today you, you know, give me the ability to understand them, to be a, a better uh, helper, to just make myself available or maybe if they have many meetings I won't see them a lot today right and slowly I realized that those prayers again were about me and I continued my daily prayers until one day I honestly felt this deep inside I felt like a question rose up within me I sensed something and it was in my in my opinion God asking me through the Holy Spirit have you ever prayed for them the way you pray for your children the way you pray for your marriage, the way you pray for you, the way you pray for your family. And honestly, I was at a loss for words because 
I don't think I ever prayed for them in that sense. I prayed for them to have a great day, to be in a better attitude, in a better mood, to consider the people's feelings. But I never stopped to pray for them and their family and their marriage and their children and the situations that maybe they were encountering. I never prayed for his grace to fall upon them. I never prayed for his mercy to continue. I was being very selfish in my prayers because I felt that I had a need because I couldn't stand how I was feeling. I couldn't stand the tears. I couldn't stand the questions. I couldn't stand the wondering if this was really the job that I needed. Even though I was happy with what I was doing, I always felt like something was off. So that day in my car in the parking lot, as I took out my seatbelt, I remember thinking, okay, I hear you loud and clear. I can't sit here and lie to you, Lord, and say that, yes, I pray that for them, but I will. And I started. I literally closed my eyes and I started praying. I prayed for them, for their family, for their kids, for their marriage, for their role, for the people they would reach, for the favor in their lives. And as I started to pray more and more, I could just sense my heart racing in a good way. And I could sense the feeling of, like I was praying for a family member that was dear to me. I prayed for his angels to shield and protect them, to be with them, to open doors, to give them wisdom, to give them discernment, to give them knowledge, to give them understanding of others around them, to, you know, just surround them and, and let them feel loved and understood and cared for. And I started doing that daily. And slowly but surely, the relationship I had with them began to change. There were more opportunities for me to learn new things, for me to do things beyond my title. There were even situations in where we had to have one-on-one -on -one time because of work and they'd open up about their family life and how they were raised and different things. And as they would do that, I started realizing, oh, you have a past like I do. Oh, you've been through things like I have. Not the same, but you've been through things that have caused you to possibly toughen up, to possibly put up a huge wall around you to protect yourself, to not be so trusting of people because you've been hurt. And slowly, I started to realize they had been through a lot and they just didn't know how to process it and they thought that's the best way to treat other people that in their opinion because of how they were raised were quote unquote below them in title so i stopped taking i stopped taking it personally and honestly i just started serving them more and people would ask me why i was so nice to them if they were so mean and why i would do so much for them if they wouldn't do anything for me and I just remember saying, why not? I mean, Jesus serves us unconditionally when he was here. The Holy Spirit serves us unconditionally every single day because of Jesus. God's love for us is never ending. So why would I choose who deserves for me to serve them and who doesn't? When God's already asked me to pray for them as I pray for my own family, as I pray for my own loved ones. So I continued to grow and learn and I'll never forget the day my birthday came and I had a gift on my desk and it was from them and I thought, wow. Like it didn't matter what the gift was, it, it just mattered that they remembered that it was my birthday. And needless to say, I began to see a different side of them. And I think it was twofold, honestly. I think it was, yes, because they, they started opening up and realizing that I was myself was a human being and they could speak to me and they could trust me with more and I wasn't there to just you know, stab them in the back like maybe other people had. 
but it was also because my focus changed. Instead of seeing them as an intimidating individual, I started to see them as an inspiration. And I started realizing that because my prayers changed, because I started praying for them and believing for them so deeply, like I believed for you know God's favor and love and grace in my life and for my family, my walls came down, my hands opened, and I was letting them in and allowing myself to get closer to them. I think that I had a lot to do with it too, realizing that a lot of people that we think are just mean or harsh or cold may lack tact, which happens. So not everybody knows how to communicate well, but it may also be how we choose to receive things that we may get offended by how others talk to us or the way they speak to us. And again, I am not apologizing for people that belittle others that intentionally are narcissistic, that make you feel like, man, that your life is nothing. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with you a perspective shift, a, a perspective change in your prayer life when you have somebody in front of you or around you that makes you question if you want to be there every day. And I remember there's a story in the Bible and it, it's in Matthew. Um, I looked it up, Matthew 18, and it's verses 21 to 35. And it's the parable of the unforgiven servant. And this, this servant was forgiven for a huge debt that he had in front of the king. And he was forgiven. He asked for forgiveness because of whatever was going on in his life. And he was forgiven. And then he walked away. And then he ran into a servant he had. And this servant owed him money. And he refused to forgive his own servant. Even though his servant was pleading for forgiveness. Just as he had just pled for forgiveness of the king. And it's like, why? Why can we stand in front of God and say, Lord, please forgive me, Lord. Please love me, Lord. Please, which we don't have to beg for his love because his love is for us. But in those moments where you feel like you want him to know that you're sorry for messing up. And his grace is more than sufficient. And he is so faithful that he forgives you. And he embraces you. And his perfect peace abides in you. And you can continue with your day. And then to turn around and look at somebody else asking the same of you to say, no. I'm not forgiving you. On the contrary, you're going to pay me back with interest because you this and you that or whatever. What world are we living in that we can think that it's okay to ask God to not turn his back on us, which he never would, then turn around, walk away with a big smile on our face, excited, joyful, because we know his love is for us, to then find the next person and say, excuse you, but no, no. See, intimidation can be something that can be done to try to win a game like peewee football or to try to win a challenge or a case or anything that you're up against. But how about inspiration? How about you start looking at how others inspire you? That person intimidates you? Okay, what about what they do intimidates you? Look at yourself. Reflect on you. What is it that they do? Do they make you feel like they know more than you do? Then what are you doing to grow yourself? Do they make you feel like they pray with bigger words and, you know, they sound better than you do? And then why are you worried about how your prayer sound like? And why aren't you focused on your prayer life in general? Are we looking at people in the right way, with the right perspective, with 
literally the heart that God sees us with. And I get it, we're human, we're not perfect, we're gonna make mistakes, and that's understandable because again, we're human. But take time to reflect. If he or she intimidates you, why do they intimidate you? What is it about it? Take time, reflect, what is it? Is it how you're perceiving it? Because most of the time, that's probably what it is. Now again, if they're narcissistic, if they're harsh, if they're cruel, then they're not trying to intimidate you necessarily because of your perspective. That's just their behavior that needs to be worked on. But it doesn't mean you can't still pray for them. Now, if you need to have boundaries around you, go for it. You need to have boundaries around you if it's if it's necessary because God has also asked us to guard our hearts and to daily renew our minds because he knows what can come in and out of our ears and our eyes and our words. And so it's important to consider what we're doing and what we're surrounding or who we're surrounding ourselves with. So again, I tell you, they intimidate you. Why? Why? And the person that inspires you, why do they inspire you? What's the difference? She intimidates me because X, Y, Z. Well, because I feel this way when I'm around her. She inspires me because of X, Y, Z. Well, because I feel this way when I'm around her. In both of those, it was how I felt. It's how I chose to receive the individual and the changes that I chose to make in my life to not only give them a second chance, but allow myself to see them how God did. And that was my biggest prayer. Lord, let me see them like you see them. Allow me to see them how you see them. Because guys, God loves us in a way that no nobody can ever explain to us. I mean, even the way we love our kids, if you have kids, th- there's just no explanation when they say, mommy, how much do you love me and to the moon and back and to infinity and beyond? And I love you 3000 seconds to Jesus. That's what my son loves to say or whatever else you might say. But again, why does somebody intimidate you? And is it possible for you to see that there's something within you that needs to change or grow or mature? Why do you seek God to forgive you or walk you through something difficult, yet you refuse to do that for your fellow man? So I encourage you, break free from intimidation. Break free from the way you perceive those that intimidate you and give give yourself the chance to reflect on what's truly going on. Do they inspire you to grow? Do they inspire you to read more? Do they inspire you to spend more time with the Lord so that you know that even though your prayers may not sound as eloquent, they're coming from deep within your heart and that's all he cares about? Then do that. Instead of thinking that they intimidate you, why not think they inspire you to be better? They inspire you to grow closer to God. They inspire you to always want more for yourself because you want more of what he has than more of what you can have. I encourage you today, break free from intimidation and find a way to find inspiration. Are you ready? Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of She Breaks Free and She Believes podcast. I truly hope that you're able to begin to break free from lies, misconceptions, doubt, unbelief, and anything else that keeps you from living this one life to the fullest according to what God has placed in your heart and woven you in your mother's womb to do. I pray that his love abides in you and that you never forget that his joy is your strength and that you have purpose and are here with intention. Subscribe to stay updated with the latest episodes. And if you want to connect further with me, head to connect forward slash Karina Garcia. That's K-O-N-E-C-T dot T-O forward slash 
K-A-R-I-N-A-G-A-R-C-I-A. God bless you.